feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, I am exhausted. I didn't sleep well. I had some strange dreams. Oh, <laughs> were you dreamwalking? Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, yeah, it is a uh, you know a multiverse morning here on Untitled Movie Reviews as we are reviewing spoiler free Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, uh, Jyoti uh, Gomez, Michael St- uh, Shoshi, Shoshi, so, really? so like it. so. So Sochi, yeah, Sochi, yeah, uh, Gomez, Michael Stuhlbarg, Rachel McAdams, and many, many more. Uh, Eric and I saw this movie in a, a double bill of multiverse yesterday with um, everything everywhere all at once in IMAX as kind of a prelude. Uh, we also saw the teaser trailer to Avatar The Way of the Water. You guys can check out our quick conversation on that over on the Untitled Movie Podcast channel. Uh, but yes, today, completely spoiler-free, uh, just initial impressions. We always say these are going to be short, and then we end up doing them for 40 minutes to an hour. Um, but we will have a spoiler cast later in the week um, as the movie comes out for everyone to see on Thursday night or Friday morning. Um, but this will be basically the only things we're going to touch on are things that were in the main trailers. I know that there's been a lot of like different teasers on TV lately that have kind of been spoiling different things here and there. But we're going to try to keep it mostly spoiler free, handle some of the plot details that you got from the trailers and things like that. But just overall impressions on the movie. Uh, I mean, if you guys have listened to us, you know how one of these go. Uh, yes, Eric, I am also exhausted. We were recording this very early in the morning to try and hit the embargo. So not our usual recording time. But um, I always like when we kind of sleep on a movie and and let it sit with us for a little bit because I feel like initial uh, impressions. I know we all try to get our tweets out, which we, both of us did last night. Um, and I think that can go one way or another with hyperbole on, on you know, either one side of really loving something or hyperbole on another side of being disappointed. And I feel with every big Marvel movie, it is one of those things where, um, you know, there's so much anticipation for different reasons um, and uh, your initial thoughts, I need to sit with them. So I'm excited to kind of actually like last night, think about it, sleep, and then kind of get into this. So um, without further ado, why don't we just get right into it? I don't know if people even need a plot synopsis, but I mean, we can kind of give like a little bit of uh of context right i'm just going to quickly mention uh so with the uh the initial sort of social embargo break with the, tw- with the tweets, last night yeah i already got two uh questionable um responses so my review sure. was dr strange in the multiverse of madness a spirited sam raimi does what he can with tilted angles crash zooms and pop art to make this otherwise minor Marvel mm-hmm. entry less of a drag. A lot of the plot retreads familiar ground covered in the vastly superior WandaVision. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. Uh, retweet was a hater having early access is abysmal. And then another was minor Marvel entry. Bro, Doctor Strange is like the flagship character of the MCU right now. 
I mean, mo- neither of those people have seen the movie, so yeah. I, I don't even pay attention to people like Oh, that. no, 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 no. I, I, I think it's <laughs> kind of funny with, like, yeah. thinking about, again, they haven't seen the movie, but on top of that, I said some positive things in there. One, I think the the strongest aspect of this movie is the direction by Sam Raimi. And totally, yeah. You know, obviously this is also as we're recording this, this is the day of the 20th anniversary of the first Spider-Man movie uh being released if you want to feel old. Um and so with that, you know, bringing him back into the Marvel fold, there is a certain expectation and also anticipation of having him kind of play within you know the subgenre again of the superhero movie and then also on top of that being a more horror adjacent film you know with certain references that are in both Doctor Strange and WandaVision specifically um that kind of tailor nicely or dovetail uh, quite nicely into, you know, Sam Raimi's evil dead mode. Now, is it Sam Raimi in, you know, pure uh, gonzo, the quick and the dead dark man kind of style? No, but I think the first and third act, especially in the third act show a lot of what fans of Sam Raimi's style, you know, are are accustomed to in in this film. So for that alone, I think that that's what kind of sets this movie apart from most other sequels within the MCU is that it does have some personality when it comes to the actual style of the film. When you're looking at it from the point of view of the script, and we'll get into this a lot more when it comes to uh, the spoiler cast, I think what WandaVision has already done um, was more interesting in terms of how it portrays characters within that storyline and how certain themes are brought back up within the context of this film. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is a standout here, but I also think that the character was served a little bit better in WandaVision than she is here. And, and I kind of feel that Michael, uh, Waldron, um, who is, uh, the sole credited screenwriter is trying to kind of hit those cues of like finding kind of, you know, the, not only the sound bites or the quotes for this film, but also in that kind of TV fashion of like hitting those marks of, you know, Easter eggs, twists and turns, you know, playing within the multiverse and a lot of that continuity and, you know, structure kind of hurts Mm. the more entertaining moments of the film where Sam Raimi is at play. Um, Essentially. I mean, the plot is about, you know, a person wanting to become more of a team player, you know, Dr. Strange, Mm -hmm. like Tony Stark has always been, you know, the leader in his field of, you know, whether it be tech or in this case, you know, medical and, and sorcery. Yeah. And sorcery (laughs) and him wanting and him trying to kind of 
let go and 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 be more of a collaborator and like that's like the whole purpose daddy of- strange instead of dr strange exactly you know? exactly with, with peter and now america yeah and, and i mean i'll kind of echo what you're saying maybe you know in in a similar light like yeah what i did love about the movie is sam raimi's direction and i i feel like it's something we've talked about with the marvel movies and, and the mcu as a whole is like it's at its best when they let their kind of whoever's directing them put their kind of stamp on a movie and we we went all the way back to shane black and iron man 3 when and and i know that movie's divisive and i'm sure this one will be kind of too but like um i think whenever you let a personality put themselves in into a movie and it's not just that kind of cookie cutter kind of stamp of you know a superhero movie or an mcu movie um i mean i'm a huge mcu uh, you know fanboy almost but like you missed i missed the leafs I, game I, because of it <laughs> I know I'm wearing the jersey now. They won five nothing. Yes, um, but I think that's what you know. I really loved about this movie, and I agree with you. Is that it is Sam Raimi through and through. Maybe not to the extremes that you're saying in in certain aspects. It is still very much a Marvel movie. Um, but like Shane Black, like Taika Waititi, um, you know, James like Gunn. the James Gunn and and other directors that they've kind of let come in and actually make their movie. Uh, I think that's very much kind of the strong point of of Multiverse of Madness. And then the other thing that I think is interesting to jump off what you were saying is like, I, I agree with you um, with the WandaVision stuff and, and the Wanda stuff uh, here. But um, what I do find interesting is that they are doubling down on those Disney Plus shows being, you know, very important right like this is as much a sequel to wandavision as it is the first doctor strange movie it's probably more of a sequel to wandavision than it is the first doctor strange movie i mean we've seen doctor strange multiple times in you know infinity war Endgame, spider-man and it is playing on a lot of the stuff that we've seen him deal with you know, since that first movie, but I feel like this is very much a follow up to WandaVision. And that's kind of interesting to me of those Disney plus shows always, you know, people will go, well, it's television. It's not essential viewing. You can watch it if you want, but like you, you don't need to for a lot of the Disney plus shows. And I think this really proves that like, you know, this is an interconnected universe. And if you did not watch WandaVision, a, you know, a nine episode, right? Uh, it, nine episode 10 episodes um tv series you will lose a lot of the context and lead in on this series you might be very confused or on this movie you might be very confused at like you know certain major plot elements um you know overall i i think i liked it um i don't know if I love it, I, I think I like it more than I did even getting out of the movie last night after sleeping on it. Um, but for me, I think that first act is is kind of rough. Um, it takes kind of a while to get into it. And I feel like, you know, the Sam Raimi-ness of it all, I think, is, you know, I've never been a huge Sam Raimi guy. Like, I, I appreciate him. And I, I, you know, if you vibe with his style, I, I, I think you'll vibe with this movie. Um, for the most part. Um, but that first act, I don't know what, what it was, but it was just, I'm like, man, I am not really into this at all. Whether it's like a clunky, you know, exposition dumps here and there. McClunky, please. Um, yeah. Um, you know, just the kind of the setup of everything. I'm like, I don't know, like nothing super interesting visually or plot it was happening and then it kind of takes that first act to kind of settle in and i feel like when 
you know, the multiverse is broken open and the movie can kind of go a little bit wild and Sam Raimi can put some of those horror elements into the movie. The villain can kind of shine. Um, I, I think the movie ends up being, you know, pretty entertaining and maybe not top tier MCU. And I think that's maybe just a personal thing of like Doctor Strange has never been that character for me that like really gets me gets me going like i just like i i really i the first doctor strange movie i know some people love it and i think there's some interesting stuff there visually and 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 stuff like that but um it's just never i rewatched it like a couple days ago and i'm like i like this movie but like it it never gets me to those highs that some of the other marvel movies do and i feel like this is the same and there was a lot of build-up a lot of hype leading into the multiverse stuff. We we just you know got a great multiverse movie and everything everywhere all at once. We got the multiverse in in, in Loki and what if and um, which I also think Disney. to I think like to your point with Wandavision. I think like if you have seen also Loki and and what if you don't necessarily have to see those two other ones no. like you do Wandavision, but if you have, they help. Oh, definitely bit. help uh, a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, you know, once it kind of gets past that first act and over those kind of humps, I, I do, like I said, think it was kind of thoroughly entertaining. I think the Sam Raiminess of it all really works in, in, I think, the second and third act. Like, um, and that's kind of, again, the, the strongest point of this movie. I think if you like him, there's a lot of him in this movie and maybe it doesn't let him go to 11, but kind of lets him go to like seven or eight which is like a lot yeah this like isn't for the love I, of the game <laughs> no and i i think that like that's more than i expected in this like and and that's kind of you know love it or hate it it's in there and i think at times it can be campy at times which is him at times it can be genuinely um maybe not scary but like you know marvel scary like for kids it would be yeah i think it's a good like like, first horror movie and like you look at like what this did compared to shazam right in terms of like like sam the other thing that sam raimi has always been really good with is tone he's able to balance both humor and horror in a, in a way that I feel a lot of other American filmmakers aren't able to do. This movie's not as funny as the evil dead trilogy in, in, in any way whatsoever, but tonally, if you have seen some of Sam Raimi's earlier stuff, the way that he kind of, you know, bounces back and forth between the genres you can see that here where when you go with the kind of light scares or you know the pov shots that remind you of like the deadites from you know the evil dead movies or drag me to hell or how characters are kind of like put through the ringer like ash or multiple characters that are of the same person you know we've seen that in the, the original trailer which it feels like Waldron's script really is a combination of continuity in developing the multiverse and the MCU further, and then also trying to tailor it to Sam Raimi's, you know, sensibilities. And with that, you kind of get a mixed bag of, Mm -hmm. of a film, even though a messy movie for sure. Even I, I, I do think that this film again, does have more personality than mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, minor to mid-tier MCU films in the same way that I think it's a better movie also than Spider-Man 3, but at least with Spider-Man mm-hmm. 3, which is not a good movie, 
it is somewhat memorable because, you know, at that point in Sam Raimi's career, he was kind of fighting against, you know, what the producers were asking him to do in that film. And with this, you can tell that he's just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Where I feel like in a similar sense, maybe, you know, coming in late and, you know, Waldron already kind of working on the script and working with him, obviously. But like, uh, I, I don't think it's like those Spider-Man movies of being like wholly invested in all three and then even fighting for, you know, there's the Venom stuff and not wanting that character in the movie and losing that battle and kind of being jaded about that whole thing. Um but it, it's nice to see him kind of come back and step into, you know, familiar territory, but then also blending like in Spider-Man, he was able to do a little bit of that horror adjacent stuff. I mean, that Doc Ock scene is obviously iconic and one of the best ever um, and better than anything in this movie. But like, um, I, I do like that he's able to step in and go, OK, I made three Spider-Man movies. I basically you know, launched this with X-Men to being as big as superhero movies are today. Let me come back, kind of see what the MCU is doing. I think he's a perfect choice, right? When you're talking about a multiverse and different versions of a character and different versions of things, like it's interesting pulling this guy out who directed three of the biggest superhero movies of all time. And also Darkman. I mean, Darkman was the movie that even though it's not based on a comic book, it is a superhero superhero story. And that's what like he wanted to do Batman forever. And, and and I think also Tim Burton is an interesting comparison here because part of what I love about early Sam Raimi, you're, you know, you're talking about like the evil dead movies into, you know, dark man and into the early nineties is that part of the sort of appeal of his style is this weird combination of live action and stop motion animation where like it's, Mm -hmm. it's a weird hybrid of the two. And I feel like, you know, same thing with Tim Burton having an animation background that over the years and with the progression of technology, some of that is lost and, or at least it's undercut with the CGI where yeah. their personalities is kind of, you know, it, it, it's it's diluted a little bit more and like you kind of lose what kind of made them special to begin yeah. with and, and, you know, them not having to worry about, you know, post-production or not or them not having to or them not being as hungry to, you know, put their signature style on things. Because, again, Sam Raimi, I rewatching those Evil Dead movies, I realized that how much. I love him as a filmmaker and Mm -hmm. he came up at around the time, the same time as the Coen brothers. I mean, they worked on crime wave together. He's in a lot of, Mm. you know, like he pops up in Miller's crossing and, and, you know, there are actors that are used in, in Hudsucker proxy for the Coen brothers. And so like, you know, the Coens are on a batting average of like nine out of 10. Raimi's Mm -hmm. more like a six or seven, Sure. But when he when he what he does with the camera is style over substance, but the style of how the camera moves and sort of progresses the narrative is groundbreaking and innovative. And you look at what he did with that first Evil Dead movie, which, again, part of it is very much like, you know, showy and and showing off like, OK, the camera's going to be moving and, you know, we're going to be doing like the, a lot of Three Stooges stuff. And it's going to be weird in terms of its tone, because at that point, you know, you had a lot of slasher movies that were coming out in the late 70s, early 80s and ev- the Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness get progressively 
more comedic as they go along. Sure, yeah. Um, and and even the Spider-Man movies. I think the Spider-Man movies, you know, it unintentionally was Spider-Man three, but I think the first two Spider-Man films do have a lot of comedy. Where oh yeah, the comedy in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness doesn't work. No, as well, I agree with that completely. There is maybe a couple things that i laughed at and i and i mean we sat beside each other and and i don't think either of us really like laughed all that much and i don't necessarily think i need a doctor strange movie to be you know funny but you do expect that coming from raimi uh, if he was allowed to inject a little bit more into that and i think there are moments that get to that like i i know what you're talking about with raimi where it's either that slapsticky kind of thing or the campiness kind of thing that like and i think the spider-man movies have that the evil dead movies obviously have that um and i think there are little moments here and there that you can kind of see that creeping through and i think you know you'll either go oh i don't like that at all or you'll kind of be into it and then i think the kind of mcu jokes that they throw in there like the kind of more quippy script written kind of jokes that like i think much like eternals just kind of falls flat in the movie like every kind of quip it's like one in ten maybe hit where you kind of hope that again six or seven out of ten hit like in a james gunn movie even going back to Suicide Squad or something like that, even in his DC stuff, it's like he throws so much at you that you're going to be constantly laughing even if half of them don't work. Where in this, it doesn't throw a ton at you and I feel like you know there are few moments where I, I kind of laughed at something Doctor Strange would quit back or, or Wong or, or whatever, but... Um, there's a ponytail joke that I laughed at, which is the probably the funniest too. line. Yeah. Cause you think of Steven Seagal specifically, yeah. like it's almost <laughs> like riffing on guys, not with man buns, but specifically yeah. like that late eighties, early nineties, you know, ponytail look that Seagal brought in. Yeah. But I feel like if you can remember the one joke you laughed at, then you didn't laugh at that much in the movie. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I, that's fine. And, um, but going back to the raminess of it all. Yeah. Like I agree with you that like, there's a lot of that camera movements you're talking about. There's the kind of, the, the kind of weird, uh, you know, uh, ed, like uh, transitions. There's kind of that, you know, you mentioned the pop art kind of like it always laughs in the Spider-Man movies when they do that kind of montage of Peter like thinking and all the kind of images coming up on screen. And there's one of those in this movie. And like it's just the music choices from Danny Elfman, like who's uh, going full on Beetlejuice. At times yeah, it's like it's it's really kind of interesting that they let him do his thing. And I, I and I'm. I, I kind of applaud them for it. And I don't think it always works. I do think it's messy. And I think that all comes a lot from the plotting and the, and the script standpoint, like a, um, how the villain in the movie should be an interesting conversation, which I think is like a spoilery thing in itself. So we won't yeah. really go deep into that. Um, and you know, I think it's when it comes to Dr. Strange, the character, like following up on that first movie, if you are going to talk about it being a sequel to the first one, like I agree with you that it is this guy who's trying, you know, again, after I think leading from Spider-Man as well, dealing with Peter Parker and then leading right into America Chavez in this movie. Like, I think it's interesting of him taking this mentor role or this daddy role that I, I, I joked about, Daddy Strange, where he's just like, there are these kids who need his help and he's. 
you know, sympathetic towards them. And I think they do an interesting job of kind of giving more depth to that. Like, I don't know if there's a lot there, but like, I think they do enough to kind of make you buy into him caring about America Chavez, even though I don't like, I think she's, she's good in the movie and they, they use her, you know, not sparingly. She's a big part of it. Well, she's a plot device. I think that's the biggest problem with that character. It's not so much. So she, um, Sochi Gomez, who I think is trying her best with how the character is written, but she is literally sort of the mechanism to start, you know, the the, the multiverse jumping and and you don't She's get to know a ton as, about her, as, other as, than yeah, yeah, other than one moment, and that moment again Which is, is a lot going of, to be a conversation starter yeah. as well in terms of how Marvel represents things sure. within the MCU and how little they do it. And so. that's a lot of just showing you and like or or telling you like you don't get a lot of depth from that character other no. than like you know the very basic like I've been ripped from my home kind of thing and uh, and someone's coming after me and like you said it's it's mostly a plot device but i kind of want to know the origin story behind her jacket though i i would be very curious about that because like how she got that made yeah (laughs) because because we're we we, the one kind of she's traveled to many dimensions that's what i'm thinking because i don't think she got it from her universe so and that's all i'll say with (laughs) that but like that was i was just kind of thinking about that while watching it was like yeah, that her universe does not they, they've evolved past denim jackets. <laughs> yeah. Um the other thing I will say, more violent than I thought, and probably one of the more violent, you know, PG thirteen kind of Marvel movies. Like I feel like this is as violent as you could maybe get. And I know they've had violence and blood and chopping Thanos's head off. A lot of the times it's like alien characters that are um getting butchered, and then the other stuff is just kind of implied, but I would say this movie, like, like you said, a good introduction to like, there's enough horror in here, whether it's evil dead adjacent stuff with, um, or just like straight up kind of like, you know, pretty violent sequences where I'm like, I, like there were multiple times where I'm like, damn, I'm like, I cannot believe they went as hard as they did, um, with some of the, you know, the death and, 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 you know, violence in the movie. And I, I come to my, all right, good for you guys for committing to that because I just did not expect it. Yeah. I, I like, again, that goes into, you know, Sam Raimi kind of having fun with the visuals, but yeah. it also is a conversation that we should have in the spoiler cast, because I think again, mm-hmm. oh, it totally. undermines the MCU's <laughs> overall style in, in, in a way, because like, we'll get we'll get into it further and and we apologize Mm -hmm. if we're sounding a little too cryptic we just want people to go in you know and enjoy this movie if they watch this review and yeah i i think the strongest part of this film is is raimi's uh work behind the camera by far and it's slightly better than the first doctor strange but i i think again like some of the problems that we had with the episode of what if are here as well i think that um you know visually speaking like i'm not talking about sort of the the images i'm talking more about just um the look it's still very televisual and digital looking and um again some of the the visual effects in that first act even though i did like the hp lovecraft kind of creature that they're yeah i like the look of gargantuan which again you know, that first episode of what if, you know, if you've seen it, that also kind of adds context to that totally, type yeah. of creature. Um, 
but it just kind of feels like there are two movies there and a lot of the exposition and world building or continual world building also gets in the way because it's like every yeah. time something happens or they move on to another place in time it's like well we have to stop and explain this or have somebody explain this you know for mm-hmm. a good like five ten minutes and like yeah, that and also that's the clunkiness that i uh, that i'm mentioning yeah. like i just a lot of that in that first act of a lot of the setup i'm like oof i don't know if this dialogue's really good or this exposition is great and like even following the plot throughout the entire movie, you're like, I don't know if I completely buy into this, but like I'm, I'm having a good time when it finally kicks in. It's just like, if I think about this too hard or I kind of dissect it, which we will do in the spoiler cast is just like, I I don't know if it completely works, but you know, I I had a good time. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, which sounds like a doctor strange movie to me. And like, I'm all for, you know, hiring directors with distinct styles and putting those into the movie because I feel like that makes them at least more interesting. And I'm completely with you where, you know, I would still take this over some of the kind of, you know, paint by numbers kind of Marvel movie and you kind of know what that is. And and I'm again, anyone listening who thinks I'm insulting it. No, I love these movies. I rewatch them every single year, basically like all 33 of them. So, um, and I think even those ones that I'm talking about of the, paint by numbers marvel movies i still enjoy for what they are i just kind of prefer them to have a little personality which this movie does i think it just kind of struggles when it comes to the plotting and and kind of the script and 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 how everything kind of plays out and and again we're being very cryptic and not even touching on so much that's in this movie because i feel like a lot of the stuff you can talk about is that first act stuff which is the stuff i don't really love um and a lot of the stuff from the second and third act, you just you can't even like kind of reference because it, it kind of turns at one point and there's so much there. But there is something yeah. I wanted to ask you, and I was thinking about this while watching it. Um, do you think that the, if we had seen this movie before Spider-Man No Way Home, that maybe it would have had a stronger effect overall? Yeah. Or and it, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean th- that movie is in a category all. Its I know. Own. It, but, it's just but, like but I, I agree with just you. Just like that. with 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 Spider Man No Way Home, which also obviously has the Sam Raimi connection yeah. in, in that movie, but that film feels like like the highs in that movie are yeah. are are emotionally earned and also just completely captivating, and like you kind of feel. You know, whether it's and it is somewhat manipulative as well, but like you you kind of feel the excitement of that. You're riding the high of that. And I kind of feel like having the next movie be another one of these kind of major event films within the MCU also playing with the multiverse. Um, it, it kind of lessens it a little bit. Like if this maybe yeah. was before maybe i would have liked it a little bit more with like some of like the the initial kind of shock value of and it all I, and weirdly it could have been before and yeah. that's not really a spoiler like this doesn't directly it references spider-man but literally it's like a line of dialogue that they added in and it's it's not really even and it's not that's not a spoiler like it's not because of the events of spider-man like you and and originally this was supposed to come out before spider-man right yeah like so it would have been interesting to have those flipped and the events of this movie 
causes something to start off, you know, Spider-Man or, or kind of deals with it that way. And I think maybe um, you are absolutely right, where if we were kind of introduced to multiverse stuff, not introduced, we obviously Loki and, and what if and the things that I'm talking about, but or we talked about. But um, yeah, I, I, that would have been very interesting. And I feel like it was a tough act to follow um, after this huge event movie that, you know, I think nails every moment that it's going for where, you know, it had an uphill battle of it's like kind of we talk about this and joke about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I don't think I like this more than Ant-Man and the Wasp personally, but like I like this um, more than Ant-Man as well. Yeah, same. I, I the Ant-Man movies just not I don't know. They're fine. Um, but I yeah, it's a tough act to follow. And I feel like maybe that's why I'm a little bit softer on it, because, yeah, we just had a great multiverse movie and and. Um, you know, even when it comes to some of the surprises, the last thing I will say, I'm not spoiling anything. It just means I think there's still a lot that you'll be surprised about, even if you know a lot of stuff going into this movie. Like I will say I had like probably the biggest thing in this, the biggest spoiler in this movie I had spoiled for me. And I think Eric did too, but like it didn't affect my opinion on the movie. And I think, you know, you got to see it in context. And I feel like even if you know, um, some of the things that are in the movie, like there are it's how it happens, right? Like you, yeah. you need to watch and, and see how it happens. Yeah. And there are surprises that I don't think maybe um, a lot of people have seen, but yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, thing, Eric. And I think because of things ha- with COVID having to be mixed around, I think that's why the MCU right now, I think is still trying to kind of get its footing again. Like I feel like it, it doesn't feel disjointed, um, it feels more individual, which is totally fine, but still very connected. Obviously, like I said, if you don't watch, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you're a lot of this, you're going to be like, wait, why, why? And then, um, so I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's interesting right now. Like everything feels like singular movies, which I'm down for. Um, but I feel like when it comes to a cohesiveness of everything, it, it feels like they are kind of trying to like pivot and like you can really tell like, oh, they had to add that line of dialogue or, you know, the post credit scenes of movies were trying to figure out what these are going to lead into or how they tie into one another. Right. So and we'll talk about all of that in the spoiler cast, I think, more in details because we are tiptoeing and, and dancing around. Yeah. Um, and and I think things, also so. Spider-Man, we're both of us like that character a lot more yeah. than Strange. So we just have that investment in the character as well. Um, I have nothing against Doctor Strange, but um, Doctor Strange, somebody is that I like. I don't know how you feel, but like I, I feel like I should really like that character because yeah. of like the the macabre and 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 sort of yeah. the other. That's more your thing things. than my thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but the horror stuff, like specifically, totally, yeah. and it just does. It just doesn't connect. And like having both, mm-hmm. you know, Scott Derrickson and Sam Raimi direct these movies, you can tell that Kevin Feige wants to make these kind of, you know, genre skewed kind of films, but he hasn't really, you know, like he he's trying to balance the ship of like, okay, well, we have to, you know, have enough here to kind of bounce off into the, the next thing or kind of set up other stuff. And like, that's the price you sometimes pay when you know, a movie like this is still somewhat connected to other movies where, you know, if you get a third or fourth in a series and it's kind of doing its own thing at that point, then you can kind of say, okay, you know, 
Shane Black, Taika Waititi, take the wheel and do your your thing. And and this kind of feels like it's still kind of important to the MCU's phase four overall, where it's kind of like, well, we have we we need this movie to still have a lot of the continuity up front and be as sort of um, memorable or the selling point to the story as, you know, bringing in someone like Sam Raimi to, to mm-hmm. kind of be uh, the the director behind this. Because again, like the that doesn't mean anything to There's people. There's some Iron Man going... 2 in there. I understand. I get what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, like still. And the Sam Raimi thing doesn't mean anything to probably a lot of MCU people who are going to see this for Sure. The MCU first, and but they foremost. might go the guy who made the Spider-Man movies, yeah. right? Like, but I'm talking about someone like my mom who is going sure. to see or Doctor mom. Strange yeah. because it's an MCU movie and Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, and it's continuing something that they put so much time into already, where they're not yeah. necessarily being like, "Oh, it's the guy who directed Spider-Man," you know? Yeah, that's fair. Unless they talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I I am excited. Oh, the other thing I was going to say before I get into that, I like Doctor Strange in team-up movies more than I like him in like individual movies, I'm re- realizing. Like, yeah. I, I like him when he's part of an ensemble, part of a team. And this movie is very much an ensemble at times, too. But, like, it is a Doctor Strange movie and a Wanda uh, Maximoff movie. But, like... um I do like him in team up movies and when he was in Spider-Man and things like that. So it's just, maybe that's how I prefer my Dr. Strange, but, um, but I am excited to see this again with a, a public crowd. I feel like a lot of these moments will be a lot of fun with a crowd that's like really into this. Um, so I'm excited to see it again. Um, and like a lot of these movies, I feel like these first impressions for me, um, are a mixed bag of like expectation versus thoughts versus all this kind of stuff. And then when I see it a second time is really kind of when I get clarity of how I feel about a movie. So um, I'm excited to see it again on Thursday in IMAX. So um, that's saying something like, again, I've had no desire to rewatch Eternals. So and then there's something like uh, again, but I even comparing to recent MCU stuff, like when I got out of Shang-Chi, I was like, holy shit, like that was exhilarating. I, I really loved that where I never had anything here that really got to those highs other than kind of going, oh, it's fun that Sam Raimi injected himself uh, so much into the movie. So I'm going to give the movie a three and a half, um, I, which is about on par with the first Doctor Strange for me. And that's kind of got a little bit of an MCU boost because I just like these movies overall and I like this universe. But um, I would I agree with Eric where I would put this slightly above the first Doctor Strange um, and, you know, in that kind of middle or lower third of MCU movies. And that's saying like I like you know, two thirds of this list. So, or, or, you know, almost three quarters of this list of every movie that and, and show that they've done. So uh, three and a half out of five for me. Yeah. I'm going to give this a three out of five and where I'm coming from is not only judging it just based on like the Marvel, you know, universe, yep. I'm judging this also as a Sam Raimi movie and like, totally. Yeah. It's, it's nowhere near the top of like, spider-man 2 or evil dead 2 or dark man or a simple plan it kind of falls somewhere between like you know the gift and uh oz the great and powerful uh it's just somewhere it's a little that... bit better than oz I it think. is it is but there are similar like oz also does a lot of things where it's or like you can tell that sam raimi took a lot of inspiration and influence from the wizard of oz 
totally, you know, yeah. stories and and especially in Army of Darkness and Army of like Army of Darkness, Oz the Great and Powerful and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness would make an interesting Sam Raimi uh, triple, triple bill. bill because they all are very similar in their constructs in one way or another. And That's so true. with that, I'm looking at it from that point of view. It's 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 one of those things where it's like, I'm really happy he's back and I'll take whatever I can get in terms of just like him as a filmmaker, not as a person, as a filmmaker. I want to make that clear. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just happy that he is making another movie and that, you know, he is getting to add some of those Ramyisms in there. And, and so for that, I will give it a three out of five, but it is still kind of like somewhat underwhelming overall. And again, it does not ever reach that high of, of a Spider-Man no way home moment. You know, that was voted on by the Oscars and made the top five. So <laughs> it doesn't hit a flash enters the speed. Force. No, but what does <laughs> it's better than justice league. Just so oh, yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Um, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. Please just don't yell at us in the comments. I mean, you probably will because you shut it off two minutes in and you're not even listening to this for people who got this far. Thank you. Uh, and you probably won't yell at us. Um, we have other stuff that we would love for you guys to check out right now. We have an avatar, the way of the water conversation. You guys can go check out on the untitled movie podcast channel. And like uh, Eric mentioned, and I mentioned throughout this episode, we will have a spoiler cast for Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which you can get, I'm debating Thursday night when the movie comes out or Friday morning, probably Friday morning, just to give people the Thursday night to go see it. Um, so you guys can check that out and get our spoiler filled thoughts uh, on the movie. And there, there is some stuff to talk about. So I'm excited to kind of do that with Eric. Um, one stop shop for everything. Just head over to Letterboxd for untitled underscore movies. You can get all of our reviews or ratings. Uh, links to the YouTube uh, videos, all that kind of stuff over there. Uh, and then as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly on untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Groovy.